episode of Career Club Podcast. Sure, today we've got a conversation with Simone McTaggart. Simone is one of the creators and founders behind Fort Evolution, which is a gym across from Box in Tyree, New South Wales. In the episode today, we talk about how Simone got into her business, how she became a gym owner, some of her personal life story. And we also go deep into one of her other major passions, which is drag racing, which is very cool. And then we also discuss her current business, how she set up her community and some of the moves that they're making at Fort Evolution, which is the gym. So if you have a community based business or you have a studio or thinking about opening a studio, it's a great episode, a lot of insights to take away. So let's get stuck into the show and thanks for listening you're here with john marsh this is the creative club podcast i remember in high school always saying like i wanted to be a personal trainer and i wanted to help people but i also loved business and i've always just gone by the beat of my own drum and i don't think i would ever be able to settle to work for somebody else and so i grew up drag racing and i was surrounded by business owners and very wealthy people and like, I was inspired by all these people, like um, one of my like racing best friends, her dad, like he ran a magazine and I've just, yeah, I've always been around really creative, motivating people. So I sort of drifted off path a bit after high school, just lost my way a little bit. And then I had my son very young at 19 and it was, he was about nine months old and no, nine weeks old, sorry. And I lost the feelings in my legs and couldn't walk. I just remember being like on a mattress with a nine week old baby on the ground. Like I just, I couldn't do anything. Um, went through all the testing, trying to find out what was wrong. I was working a part-time job and I had lost my eyesight as well. And they were sort of, I started going for MRIs and they found out that I had multiple sclerosis. So that was sort of like my wake up call in life. Like I wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, Life is too short. Left the situation I was in, got my PT certificate and that's how I got where I am. Um, It just motivated me. I met my, my now husband and we both had the same interests, same goals, and we just made it work. Just real quick, because there's a lot to unpack in that. Yeah. How did you grow up drag racing? Like that's pretty... That's pretty cool. Is that just something like a family thing? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's heavily a family thing. So my, we're talking, we're talking like the long proper drag cars, right? Yeah. Dragsters. Yeah. So my uncle was the one who started the obsession and he, unfortunately he passed away when I was six in, um, an accident at the coal mines and we pretty much race in memory of him. So we're called RWP racing, which is Ron William Payne, which is my uncle, him and my father were, uh, in the middle of building a race car at the time of the accident. Um, so we had somebody, uh, drive that for us. And then uh, there, there's a division called junior dragsters. So from eight years old to 17, you can start racing. So my brother started and then uh, I caught the bug and I started and uh, it just, it went from there. That's pretty cool. Do you still do it? I don't. I just crew now because I've moved away from my family. And obviously it's hard for me to get a license now with my medical history. So I just crew for my brother Yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. And then when you... 
when you got the wake up call and you're like, all right, I got to get things back on track or, or change my direction. Mm. Like that's a massive thing, right? Like, was that something that you just internally knew for yourself? Did you have help from anyone? Was there like someone in the fitness game or were you just like, right, this has got to change all of a sudden from, from inside? It was from inside. I think there are a lot of things going on in my life at that time that I knew I needed to change. And I just had all these external excuses of why I couldn't change, why I was stuck where I was. And it was sort of, yeah, the wake up call that no, like I'm not stuck. I can do whatever I want to do. My dad has always been my biggest supporter and I've sort of been brought up like if I want to do something, I can do it. Um, and yeah, so he's pretty much backed me 100% in anything I wanted to do. It was just at that sort of time was when I, I met my husband and he had just been put in a position of buying the CrossFit gym that he, like we were both training at. So it's sort of just, yeah, he bought that. I worked there as soon as I got my PT certificate. And then we decided that gym wasn't aligning with our goals and what we wanted. So we packed up and moved to now open the gym we have now. Okay. So when, when did you do that first oh, move? 2017. Okay. And it just, it was the whole location, the whole business model, like the whole thing just wasn't, wasn't vibing. Yeah. Just my partner had a business partner at the time and yeah, just different, different views of business and where they wanted the gym to go at the time. And yeah. In terms of how you shifted to set up the business that you have now, what did you change and how did the avenue that you had getting into fitness and training and coaching, do you think that's influenced what you've created now in the community you've got? And if so, like, how did that shift from the, from the business that you had when you guys first got into it? Like what, what did you do differently now? A massive thing I always struggled with growing up like drag racing that's a very like you think of drag racing you think of males um it's a male dominated sport and as I like was starting out it was sort of just like the females were sort of just becoming like big in the sport um and that's the thing I love about CrossFit is that girls are just as impressive as the males like there's no it's just a male sport um and so that has driven a lot of our atmosphere in our gym is that everybody's equal and that's the way we wanted things to be seen. It doesn't matter if you're an elite like quarterfinal or a CrossFit athlete, you're still as good as the person who's just there to do fitness. And also like me having my backstory with like my struggles, I am still equal to, I can still do the same workouts as everybody else. Nobody needs to know what's going on. And that sort of drives like our atmosphere. At our old gym, it seemed like a lot of cliques were forming and we just weren't about it. Like we didn't want that atmosphere. We didn't want like the RX athletes being seen as better than the other ones. Yeah. And is that something that you found easy to shift when you created a new business or culture or were you yeah. finding that you had to sort of like shape it over time? No, I think we found it easy because my husband and I are very just laid back people. So that sort of, it comes across in our whole gym. Um, 
and the people that like our members now, like it's just one big family. Yeah, cool. In terms of like the training and the style of gym that you got and how you set it up, are you like, are you doing a lot of competitions? Is it more, you know, getting people into like, you know, how there's different sort of flavors of, of boxes and CrossFit gyms and, yeah. and even community gyms, like how do you kind of view the style of training that you do? And, you know, what's that, what's that sort of look like in terms of programming and how you coach and how it sort of runs? We do have a few competitive athletes in our gym, but we're not centered around that. We obviously like influence them and encourage them to like go, like that's what they want to do, where we're all for it. Like we'll help them whatever they need. And we always encourage our members, like we do go to comps uh, fairly, fairly often. And we always encourage everyone to at least try it once. Like we know competing isn't for everyone, but we just like seeing that sort of in a potential that people don't know they have that sort of comes out on a competition floor. But other than that, like our programming, it's not for the elite athlete. We're not just encouraging people to compete we want people to be healthy we want people to be happy i care more about people's mental health and training than if they're winning yeah i like the the i like that blend like i'm I'm interested you know when you're doing the drag racing because one thing that i'm doing at the moment in my training is sprinting it's something Mm -hmm. i never did right like growing up and so i go to the track and a lot of times I'll be by myself, but once in a while, someone will come and we'll do the, like, if we're doing accelerations or something, we'll do them independently for like four or five sets. Yeah. Then we'll go, okay, let's do four or five sets at the same time. And as soon as you tow the line, you just feel sharper. Like everything sort of changes. Yeah. I'm interested in the drag racing. What was that like in terms of the, that sharpness, that feeling? Cause I would imagine it'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Just talk a little bit about that. Maybe that competitiveness is a whole different ball game because as you, you are like in your own single zone, it's not shared with anybody else. It's intense. I was a, like competitive when I was in juniors, I was New South Wales state champion and I was second in Australia. Wow. Like I was in my zone. My dad was pretty, my brother was Australian champion. So I was in his, I was in his shadow. Um, With my brother, he was a lot harder. Like you have to win. And if like, say there's a thing like in drag racing, if you leave too early, you red light. If my brother had a red light, the car trip homes were silent. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a good time. Uh, Whereas I am a lot more freer than my brother. And so it taught my dad a lot at the same time that to back off a bit because I'm going to bite back. <laughs> but at the same time, he still helped me find that happy medium of being focused because just the smallest thing, like if your reaction times aren't like quick enough, that's the whole race gone. Like mm. there's a lot more than goes into it than just from A to B being the fastest totally. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, the whole timing thing plus then you got the the skill side of it right like there's that. a lot of skill because it's not like you have to you have to know your car you need to know the weather because you have to so you have qualifying to know like how like consistent your car's going and then you dial in a time and you've got to try uh run that time um if your action t- time is too slow you're not going to run that time um the other person's going to beat you if you run too quick you lose and it's called a breakout so um you need to learn like where you are on the track compared to the car next to you to um back off if you need to if you think your car's going too quicker there's so much into it uh you've really got to be 
well-rested. Do you think that when you were in that zone, developed like a heightened, I kind of call it sometimes blank slate, blank slating the mind, like with your mind kind of blank slate so that you can just focus on the Yeah, yeah. You must have developed like a whole different skill set, huh, to be able to have that focus. Yeah, definitely. I... I only ever see that focus in other people I know who drag race. It's definitely, yeah, it's different. It's not something you find every day. I think it's interesting because, you know, competition, this seems to be like sort of two tiers, right? Where it's like you're competitive, right? And you love competition and yeah. Or it's like, oh, you know, we're not about competition kind of thing. And uh, yeah. it seems like there's this middle ground because competition no matter where you're at, like if you're open to, like you got to be okay with losing, I guess is part of it. Yeah. But you yeah. get such, such a, you, you can learn so much about yourself in yeah. such a space of time. Yeah. And that's exactly why we tell our members to try it at least once. You're going to mm-hmm. learn so much. I have had the members that come in and say, well, I'm not going to compete because I'll lose. Yeah. And that's, it's not about winning. Like it doesn't make you any better. It's just, competing makes you better you're gonna you're gonna learn about what is your weakness like and it I think it mentally makes you stronger to be able to go out on that competition floor yeah I agree I think it's kind of a hidden I think it kind of got pushed down quite a bit and I think it's it's kind of a hidden super power just like way of training like in like you know I was back in New Zealand I, I took my mom and dad through some sprints you know I was trying to get my mom to like get that competitive mind even yeah. just with herself right like yeah just going for it right and then finding that little edge and uh you see it come through it's cool it's like a you know it's like this kind of animal little bit of animal comes through and you can find yeah. this little zone that you didn't have before yeah i had one girl she's the type that would complain every class and we just thought she entered a competition we thought she's gonna she's gonna cry like she's not gonna not going to handle it and she got on that floor and we were gobsmacked like she did not stop she gave it so much and it was just amazing to see like it's just little things like that shine out to me more than if you're standing in first place on a podium yeah totally well and even when you said with the with the racing if you went too fast you were also out yeah which is crazy, but that's, that goes to show you, right? Like it's not, if you're not lifting as much or whatever it is, whatever yeah. the metric that you think it is, you can just reframe the metric and have yeah. it be against your own time, your own previous best, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. So talk a little bit about the gym. Like what's the, where are you? What's the situation in there? Like, how's it all going and what sort of training are you doing? Are you guys doing comps at the moment? Like what's happening coming into New Year's? rollover i suppose yeah coming into the new year everything is happening it's chaos so we're currently in a just over 200 square meter shed and we are upgrading to just over 600 square meters of floor which is really exciting we're just waiting for that red tape to be cut open from the council so that's all systems go at the moment we're heavily in renovation hoping january maybe february uh will be our opening other than that There's no, we don't have, we have the opens coming up February and a few of our guys are doing the Masters League. So that's what we're aiming at at the moment. 
um, no actual like local comps or anything like that. Um, but I'm hoping with the opens this year to sort of get all our members involved instead of that scary, mm. oh, it's a competition, just get them in the gym. And that's normally how we get their, their foot in the water is doing things in the gym, like competitions like that. So they get a little bit of a taste and see it's not that scary. Yeah. You've got keys to the building, like you're doing renos in there now. You're just yeah. On- yeah. So we've been there every day for the last just over two weeks. Yeah. Working every single day from morning to afternoon. Yeah. And everyone's stoked on it. Everyone in the gym. Yes. They're all very excited. It's been a long time coming. So everyone's just like, hurry up. Like we want to get in there. Um, And we've had a few members with trades come in and help us and they're pretty excited seeing it come together. Yeah. In terms of your own training, if you're crewing on the cars and, you know, obviously running a business and, you know, got a family and there's a lot going on. How do you, what's your training look like? Do you typically, are you in the classes or do you do version of that? Or how do you I, sort of, yeah, yes. how do you sort of do it? I'm in the classes. I like to participate and yeah. be, be involved in the community. I am postpartum. So that is a, I am focusing massively on that recovery and also extending my knowledge in that area just um, being postpartum I've noticed a gap in my local area with women and recovery I've been sharing a bit of that on my socials and I've gained a few uh, women who are going to be training with me in the new year postpartum um, and I'm guiding another girl right now through her journey as well so that's helped but yeah so I jump in with that the class and I am doing my physio rehab and I'm doing an external mobility program as well because I'm just not what I used to be. So you you've touched on socials there. Maybe one th- one more thing I thought we could tap into is a little bit of the marketing and social media and how you manage that with, you know, a busy schedule and and mm. you do a bit of photography and stuff yourself. Yeah. Maybe just speak on that a little bit, like your personal page and the business and business page and how you sort of balance it all. There is no balance. Um <laughs> I I have this weird I don't know I will share so much on my personal page and then when it comes to my business page I'm so hesitant and I feel like I've been living this phony like I own a business I am this business why am I so scared to share that on our business page like it doesn't make sense to me but I will gladly share it on like my personal one Everybody knows, like most people who follow our business page then follow me personally. Like, I don't know why I have this. I feel like I'm an imposter sometimes. And I keep telling myself, like, you are a business owner. You are a personal trainer. These are the things you are. Like, I'm smart in these areas. Like, why am I so scared to share that? I guess maybe because our business page is like more strangers. I'm not really sure. Although I'm sure on my personal, I have a lot of people I don't know as well. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, so I'm sort of navigating through that and trying to share, like balance it out a bit more. You can tell when I'm really busy in life because my business page will sort of be a little bit neglected because I like to think I can do it all. But sometimes you can tell I'm not giving 100% to what I need to be giving 100% Mm. to. Yeah. 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 I think that's normal to have more internal sort of, you know, internal character sort of desires and thoughts and stuff on the personal page and the business page and share more of it there. Has your personal page changed since you started to talk more about your thoughts on things and, you know, postpartum and, and more of your journey on your personal page? 
has it changed in terms of engagement and and that sort of thing which and and has that kind of spurred you on or anything yeah I think I've definitely had a lot more engagement because I was sort of still like on my personal one hiding a little bit um and not sharing as much and people engage with human as soon as you're real and a human normally I would just share silly things but even that like just my sense of humor a lot of people engage with that as well which just shows me like I need to stop being afraid to just be myself because people enjoy it how do you split all this stuff up with the coaching you're doing more of marketing overseeing the business kind of stuff at the moment and then you've got people coaching coaches and programming that side of things yeah I do everything as everyone says. Yeah. So I pretty much take care of everything and I just have people that are in my gym coaching for me and programming for us. Programming as well. Yeah. 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 Other than that, it's all me. It's all on me. Leading the charge. Yeah, I am. <laughs> cool. Anything else you want to talk about going into version 2.0 of the gym and the move and or even training or anything else that's front of mind for you? I don't know. If you, you have think you'll do? Will you do the open? You do the open next year, or see how you feel. Closer? No, I'm definitely. Doesn't matter what stage I'm at. I'm going to do the open. In my head, I would love to be RFing everything again and back to pre-baby. But my recovery has not been as good as I was hoping. Um, I did encounter some issues that I've had to rehab, which <laughs> is just purely because I'm too stressed all the time. So. I'm working hard at that in hopes that I'll get back there, but we'll see. It doesn't matter where I am. I'm still going to do it though. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. So you don't, do you have, do you have an official open date for the new space or you got to wait for? No, we've got to wait. It's very frustrating. We're hoping we we're watching like religiously watching the, um, the online like DA tracker. Um, and we can see we're next in line. Like, yeah, we're just, we're hoping we know they go on holidays soon. So when we opened the gym, we took it over. I don't know if I've told you the story, but we took it over. We thought we were getting a business, right? We, we bought a CrossFit box. This was 2014. There was eight people left in the member base, no gear, like a couple of, there's this big uh, empty gym with like a couple of rubber tiles, like still left in it. Like, so I had moved down from Sydney. I was like blown away. I was like, Oh, I thought we were, I thought we were getting a gym, like there's <laughs> nothing left. But anyway, what happened was we had like a week or something like that. We, we just went to town on it. Like I'd put all this money, all of my savings into the gear and yeah. work night and day. Like, you know, how to fitted it all out, brand new Iron Edge stuff. And then I get a, and then I'm sitting on a um, plyo box inside, like eating some food It's all done. I get a, a note, a message that we actually didn't have a, the final sign off on the lease. So we, we had basically like fitted it all out and we're squatting in the gym. Like it wasn't even our, <laughs> even our space. So you want to, you want to take your time and make sure that the, was it the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Not I keep feeling. That's what I keep telling my, um my husband, cause he's, he hyper-focuses and doesn't think of everything else. That's why I think of everything else. And we're having a situation right now. So we got the keys and he was like, all right, 
we're going to put the ring up. And I was like, like, no, like there's so much more that needs to be done. Like we don't need this ring up. We're still two weeks later. Um, he's still asking me today. Can we put the ring up today? I'm like, no, like we don't even have the okay to be like running out of here yet. We can't use it anyway. Why does it need to be up right now? So yeah, I'm like, let's just take our time, get it done right. He just wants to see the vision come to life, huh? <laughs> he does. He yeah, does. So that's, right. that's what happened to me. You got new gear, obviously you got a big expansion. So you had to get new stuff in and change the layout and you've got a whole like sort of redesign of the gym. And We've bought some new stuff, but it was just my luck that I was on Facebook marketplace at the right time and found a lovely guy that was shutting down his entire gym in Newcastle. So I messaged him and said he was selling it all individually. And I just said, how much for the whole lot? And yeah, went and picked it up the next week. So cool. Yeah, saved a lot of money. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it from me. Where can people find you? I'll pop your links in the bottom as, of the show notes as well. But where would they best to find your personal page, business page? And also, where, where is the gym in case someone's local? So we're in Tari in right now we're in Coolabar Drive. And they can find me at Faith of McTaggart. And our business social media is Ford Evolution. That's it, I think, for me. Anything else? No. Okay. Thanks for sharing your journey and looking forward to seeing how the, the 2.0 upgrade goes. Yes, very exciting. Thanks for listening to me. Anytime. Thanks, Simone. Thank you.